Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to The Ralph Report. Brand new show for you today. It is Wednesday, December 11th. Got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because, first of all, we're going to have Serial Wars today. <laughs> it's time great, for great the debate. Serial Wars. No. That escalated quickly. It did. Serial Wars. Eddie Pence's three favorite cereals against my three favorite, mm. and then we'll pick our three least favorite. The reason we're talking cereals this week is because we've been uh, having the battle of which is worse, a life cereal or Chex cereal. <laughs> I was talking about life because they have a new pumpkin spice flavor. Oof. Fuck pumpkin. Hashtag Oof. fuck pumpkin. And then uh, we had a caller call and say, yeah, life's bad, but Chex is really the worst. And I haven't had either of one of those for a while, so we're going to have a taste test here in just a few minutes here on the show. But we'll be talking about uh, our favorite breakfast cereals and least favorite. Also, all the entertainment news, Steve Ashton will be stopping by with a UK update. And uh, boy, I know uh, something happens on Wednesday. Uh, we do... One hit wonder? You got that right! It is a one-hit wonder Wednesday. Another Christmas one-hit wonder. Yay. Not quite as annoying as all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Can't be. I guarantee. Can't be. I guarantee. I guarantee. Not as annoying, but pretty damn close. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? You got your phone calls lined up as well. But before we do that, we want to get this out of the way. Serial Wars. When it comes to cereal, <laughs> I'm kind of a uh, kind of a little bit of an expert. Really, I'm kind of a big deal I in the cereal world. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I am. And you know, Eddie Pence has the palate of a child. I do. So this should be a fascinating battle. <laughs> Before we do our uh, checks versus life taste test, I thought we would talk about our least favorite and favorite cereals. Let's start off with our favorites. I'm going to kick off. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big sweet cereal guy. I am, I'm an adult. You don't like the sugary cereal? No. I've graduated out of that because I'm not a child anymore, So you don't, you don't like taste? I love taste, but <laughs> just a bowl full of sugar is not my idea of a good time That's, anymore. How do you get your kickstart in the morning? I get coffee oh. and cocaine, naturally, like a grown-up. <laughs> but if I had to put one sweet cereal in the mix, uh-huh. and it's been one of my favorites since I was a kid, I got to go... With the peanut butter Captain Crunch. Peanut butter Captain Crunch was my go-to as a kid, and I still have a soft spot in my heart, and, and a hardening arteries probably in my heart because of it. And so uh, I have to put that on my list in no particular order, but the, the first one I'm going to bring up is peanut butter Captain Crunch. See, I almost threw Captain Crunch in my top three, but I remember how much it just destroys your mouth. I agree, and that's why it, the peanut butter version is the only one that's worth the scars on your upper, the roof of your mouth. Because it's that good that it's worth shredding. It's like a thousand little machetes in your mouth. Yes. It's worth shredding your palate for that. And so that's why I picked that. All right. Give me one of yours. Give me one of um, yours. Give me your, one of your faves. I'm going to start with what I think is the healthiest one I have on oh, here. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Because uh, Maybe we can find some mutual ground. If I go maybe. with my least healthy and you start with your healthiest. Maybe. All right. Chocolate Cheerios. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's your, are, that's your healthiest that's my healthy. one? Well, Cheerios are healthy, right? They're supposed to be. Yeah, they're supposed to be good for your heart because it's got a lot of oat uh, fiber, fiber and stuff. Yeah. And then I just throw a little chocolate in it for the flavor. So chocolate, chocolate Cheerios. Cheerios. Those are good. And it's fairly healthy. No. Right? No, you shouldn't have chocolate for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> My list is in for trouble. For fuck's sake. Chocolate for breakfast. Chocolate Cheerios. <sighs> You're doing the right thing. And it tastes good. The chocolate Cheerio, by the way, that's a euphemism, I think, for your asshole. <laughs> is it? I'm pretty sure. 
Well, I, I'm pretty clean down there, so oh it's not chocolate. Oh, my God. All right. Mm, no, it's, no well, it's wrong. Cheerios. It's not wrong. All right, There's next no wrong up, answers here. Raisin Bran. Whoa. Yes, Whoa. Raisin Bran. Two scoops of raisin in every box of Kellogg's Raisin Bran. You get the bran fiber, which is great for your colon, Mm-mm. and you get the sweet, sweet nature's candy of raisins. Oh. And then on top of that, I think they put sugar on the raisins. <laughs> Just in case they're well, not sweet enough. They have to because the flakes get instantly soggy oh, in raisin bran. I love brand. that. I love instantly a big soggy bowl of soft mush bran, wet cardboard, just shovel it in your mouth, and that's the opposite of Captain Crunch. It does not cut your mouth up, and no, it goes down. It easy. just slides down like goo, and then you have the the raisins get uh, hard because the milk's cold. So you can you can give the buzzer on yours now. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> the raisins don't get they hard. They get absolutely harder. What what are you putting them? What are you freezing cold you don't, milk? You leave your milk out overnight. You no, put it from the fridge. It it's make cold. Hard it makes raisins. them hard, which makes them even chewier Nothing and wrong more annoying. Getting hard in the morning. <laughs> no, hold a second. There we no, go. That's you were right the first time. All right, give me your next best one. Uh, cocoa puffs. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> chocolate, more chocolate. <laughs> Cocoa puffs. The less healthy of the options. Oh my god! Because if I want, if I'm feeling I need to lose some weight or I need to be in shape, I'll eat the chocolate Cheerios. But then if I'm going to splurge on a Saturday morning, sure. I'm going to go cocoa if you puffs. When you get in shape, you have the other chocolate <laughs> cereal. <laughs> when I'm working out, dear lord. And then the cocoa puffs. Mm, no, no, they're. And lastly, the best mm. cereal by far. Uh uh-uh. Grape nuts. Are grape you insane? Nuts. No grape. No nuts, oh. yet what is in a name? It doesn't matter. A, Grape nuts is the hardiest cereal you can it's eat It's the hardest, in the that's no, for hardiest. sure. Hardest cereal. It's like you're, you're eating like a pioneer. You're eating like a... <laughs> you're eating bark. Like a mountain man. Pebbles it's and bark. hearty, it's filling, it's delicious. It's got all those good things going Mm-mm. for it. It multiplies in the bowl. doesn't. You, you can do. never get through a whole bowl that's of what, You put nuts. a little bit in and you're good for Next. the whole morning. <laughs> They're like little mogwais. You get them wet and they just multiply. All right, give me your last one. This one, I'm going to go a little, uh, I'm going to add some color. (laughs) This is your least healthy one? This might be my least healthy. Uh, Fruit Loops. Oh, my God. I like a good Fruit Loop. I don't eat them a lot because if I eat them too much, I don't like them. Because they're awful. Every once in a while, I get the craving for Fruit Loops. Every once in a while. I can only imagine what's on your worst list (laughs) if Fruit Loops made your top three. All right. I'm going to start with my worst. Along the same lines, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, fruity no. pebbles are. It's like uh, it's like something that got scraped off <laughs> of some other fruit cereal. They're not they're not flakes and they're not uh, round and it's just like little chips of something. It's yeah. like something you find at the bottom of a box of real cereal. I agree with you on this one. And the fruit flavors are the most foul, artificial tasting things in the world. And then. It makes the milk green, which I never liked. When you're done with it, you're looking down at a bowl of green what about milk. Cocoa pebbles. What about cocoa pebbles? Uh, I don't like chocolate. I'm not eating chocolate for breakfast. That's not an option for me. All right. That's too bad. So uh, fruity pebbles for me is out. All right. Give me a give me a bad one of yours. A bad one? Yes. Uh, I'm going to start right off the top with grape nuts. Oh it's my disgusting. god! You're so it's wrong. It's awful. I don't know how it's on your top three favorites. Because it's great. It's, it's not a great. Great grape. You literally will chip a tooth. You on every bowl, just every spoonful like up. of grape notes, you risk chipping a tooth. <sighs> Next up for me, Lucky Charms. Oh, you don't like the marshmallows? No. Who eats a bowl of candy <laughs> again for breakfast? It's bad enough that th- the flavored part of it is sugary, and then it's just little tiny, crunchy, stale marshmallow bits that you're eating on top of it. If, you, if you're going to eat your bad meal, might as well do it early and burn oh the calories God, off. It's the you don't want to eat before you go to bed. No Lucky Charms, not to mention how racist it is as what? an Irish-American, that character. Oh, they're after me Lucky Charms. They're the blue diamonds, the green clovers. That's racist. It's, it is racist. How is that racist? It's a stereotypical presentation a of an Irishman. It's a leprechaun. And I shan't have it. It's not an Irishman. It's a leprechaun. Stop saying leprechaun. It's a leprechaun. <laughs> Give me your other one. Uh, shredded wheat. Oh. It's disgusting. Like a, Oops, sorry. I got to agree with you on that one. Shredded wheat it's is like eating awful. a Brillo pad. It's awful. It's it's something you should scrub a pot with. It's Little not anything you should eat for breakfast. Rolled up sticks. No, it's ridiculous. Awful. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Lastly, uh, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Oh, yeah, that's a gross. It's not apple. 
it's it's not it's, the, the flavor is weird and now they make they come in colors used to be they were just like that tan color the most cereal is now they're like green and red oh they put food coloring in yeah, it yeah it's mm. just bad on every level no apple jacks and the more you eat it the more it get like a, ta- a tart sour taste in your mouth <laughs> dear yeah. god who's eating apple i don't jacks? think i've ever had apple jacks you're a better man for it Wow, I keep hitting the wrong button. <laughs> All right, give me your last worst one. Cornflakes. Cornflakes. Yes. Just because they're just the blandest of all cereals. Yeah. Just because it's they're just boring it's as nothing. Hell? It's the it's the starting of making a cereal. Yeah, I can't deny it. And then it, you have to add something to it. It's something they should serve only in hospitals. <laughs> it is something you should only you should eat only when you can't eat anything else. It's the chicken broth of breakfast cereals. I can't. It's deny the base. That, it's so. a base, and then you add stuff to the base. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, that's awful. Now it's time for us to determine which is the awfulest of our two choices this morning. We have with us Life Cereal, which, as you know, I am no fan of. But a a fan, a a listener called in and said he'll see our life Mm -hmm. and raise us with a checks. So I got a box of each. I got Life, which is a multi-grained cereal. They're both very similar in shape and style, actually. They're both healthy for you. You should be on board with these. I don't think that's the case you're, at all. You're a big health freak in the morning. First of all, I don't think any cereal is healthy, period. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you want Scrapple in the morning that's for breakfast. That's right. That's, you get, that's a healthy You want to get some protein in you. <laughs> right. And uh, apparently Chex comes now in like 47 different varieties. They have the wheat checks, the corn checks, the rice checks. There was no just generic checks checks. So I got the wheat because oh. I figured most cereals probably made with wheat. It's probably so the healthiest one. That will be our sample set. We'll have uh, regular life and we're going to have uh, checks as well. Which one should we start with, oh, do you think? Let's try the let's try the life and then see if the wheat checks is worse than life. All right, we're both going to do this. We're both going to eat something <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll do it live here on the show. I'm going to pour a bowl of each and then we'll try it out and see which is worst, life or checks. Okay, give me your bowl. Give me one of your bowls. Here's a bowl. Here's a bowl. <laughs> All right, we started with life, right? Life. Ow. Life. Okay, here we go. We don't need a giant portion. No. Oh, you know, it looks like mini uh, shredded, shredded wheat. Yeah, yeah, already. Checks and life look exactly the same. Almost. Almost. Although checks is, oh, yeah, they are very similar. All right. All right. Milk. Makes for great podcast, by the way. It does. Hold on a second. <laughs> Give me your bowl. There's my bowl. I'm gonna Don't sp- spill it on your computer. Something. All right. All right. Here we are. Yeah. Did you try yet? Not yet. All right. Here we go. One, three, three, two. You're oh, eating. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's, that's, there's nothing there. There's nothing good. It's just like you're eating nothing. You're eating crunchy milk. What is that? I don't know why I went in for two spoonfuls. No. That's awful. Why would anyone eat that on a... I stand by my original statement, life sucks. There's nothing... I mean, literally, life sucks. But on top of it, the cereal (laughs) is also not good. Well, I guess life should suck if life does suck. All right. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. All right. Now, the checks. There you go. (laughs) This is wheat checks. As I mentioned, it comes in a variety of... Things that I'm sure suck. <laughs> Checks. Milk. Well, they look, some milk. Looks almost identical. Yeah, it's just darker. It's just darker. Probably worse. All right. I'll wait this time. Yes, wait. So we Sorry, can have, I'm so excited. We have a simultaneous <laughs> experience. All right, here we go. Three, two, two one. That has less taste. Then the light. If the, that's possible. If that's possible, it's got less taste than life. And it's harder and to it's chew. harder. It's crunchier. It's actually crunchier and taste. Yeah, it's, it's past crunchy to <laughs> difficult. <laughs> it's a difficult cereal to eat. On a grape nuts level, how difficult is oh, it? Oh no. <laughs> grape nut is the king. This is um this has like a ground glass quality. And it does to it. have like you're eating little pieces of like you're chewing on a coffee mug. <laughs> It's like eating ceramics. <laughs> it's like you're eating a crushed up bowl in yeah, your cereal bowl. Exactly. That's awful. Wow, someone eats a whole bowl of that before they leave the house in the morning. Um, I have to say, I think our caller was right. I think Chex is worse than life. I would go with Chex being worse than life. Chex is worse. Life is bad. Wow. Life sucks. Life sucks, but Chex bites. <laughs> 
You should put that on the box. That's awful. Who eats that? Oh, involuntarily. Unreal. And they have to muscle a whole bowl down. All right, so there you go. Those are our choices for oh. best and worst cereals. And one thing we both guarantee, uh, uh, not guarantee, but uh, can agree on, it's uh, that life and checks are both oh, not worth, worth your time. Not worth the milk. No, I just give me a bowl of milk. Into, exactly. Like a kitten. <laughs> and those were the cereal wars. Here we go. Chex hangs out in your mouth for a while, too. It sure does. It doesn't go away. That's going to (laughs) linger. All right. Now it's time for uh, you guys to step up to the plate. Love it when you reach out to us. You can do it via email, of course, or social media, or you can do what many of you choose to do, which is leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. Love it when you guys leave your messages. It's easy to do. It's available 24 hours, seven days a week. Whenever you get the itch, just pick up the phone and dial the Ralph Report hotline. That phone number is 1-833- Hi, Ralph. Oh, oh. Got milk, got milk <laughs> phlegm in the back of my throat. <clears> throat. I listen to all of them, and then I put them together. A couple of them, anyway. In a segment here at the top of the show called "Garmy on the Line." The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I came up with another million-dollar idea. What? The Cyclone of Scorpions. Oh, yeah, Cyclone Scorpion. We said we should call uh, Sci-Fi, get them on the horn, get a new movie made for that network. Great idea. Invading scorpions, just like in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. Maybe we can shoot it on location. Yeah, we could. Use the actual scorpions. Right. Think how much money you save on special exactly. effects. Exactly. You actually have glow-in-the-dark yellow scorpions running around. <laughs> Who needs CGI? Uh, this gentleman, he may have solved our problem in terms of the pitch. How do we get their attention? I think he's got it. Ralph, million dollar idea you had there. I got it. It's called Cyclorpion. Yes. <laughs> Cyclorpion. 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 I mean, you did Lavalantula. Lavalantula is no worse than Lavalantula no. or Sharknado. Cyclorpion. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound li- a little bit like a medication you see advertised on television for uh, uh, psori- psoriasis or something. You rub on your skin. <laughs> New cyclopean actually removes scaly buildup. <laughs> All right. Uh, another debate we had yesterday was how many stories of a building can you throw a cat yes. off of before, a debate you, we before had. you kill it? <laughs> <laughs> not that we necessarily want no, to kill a cat. Just but curious. I'm not really going to mourn anything if a cat if something goes wrong with a cat. We found out they land on their feet, and we're like, "How many stories?" I started with ten <laughs> that Eddie thought was hilarious because that's, that's that sounded death. deadly. That's certain death. We we lowered it eventually down to like two stories, just to be kind. But uh, I had no idea it would spark such debate. Everyone's calling in with their falling cat stories. Oh. Yeah, people <laughs> calling in <laughs> about how tall a building can be before you throw a cat off. Aaron called in with a personal story. Hey, Ralph, it's Aaron. Um, I don't know what the highest number of stories a cat can fall from is, but I know they're fine at two stories. Okay, how? there's how a reason know I know this. So, um, we were moving and the movers moved the box that my cat was apparently hiding behind freaked the fuck out. And, uh, instead of pushing him towards the bathroom, like I wanted, my husband just swung open the door to our balcony and the cat ran straight through it and straight off the balcony. Um, two stories below us was this like wrap around concrete balcony that went the whole way around the building. And the cat could go, deck to deck but we couldn't it took us 11 days to get him back and when we did he was a little dehydrated but and that perfectly fine <laughs> so uh two stories no problem after that who knows all right thankfully my husband learned his lesson and hasn't thrown the cat onto the balcony again since okay so love you mean it bye there we go garmy tested garmy approved you can throw a cat 
off a building two stories tall, it will land and be fine. And you also learned you can go 11 days without water. That's right, if you're a cat. <laughs> so you're learning so much about cat survival skills. We should test these. So we got it. All right. So far, two stories is good. <laughs> there you go. How about eight? How about eight stories, eight. Eddie? Okay, Ralph. Paul, four-star general up in Canada. Um, how about the cats in the 10-story building? Uh, one of my friends, I do believe is he either lives on the ninth or 10th floor of a building, and his cat hit the window and popped the screen out and fell down to the floor, to the ground, and lived. So, yes, a cat can live through falling eight or nine to ten stories. Uh, anyways, figured I'd tell you that. Love you. Yeah, bye. Eight or nine or ten stories. Wow. Fine. go thomas suggests <laughs> that there is no wrong answer any number of stories according to thomas really cat's going to be fine okay ralph thomas from portland here um you can drop a cat off of the empire state building and it potentially can still live cats can hit the ground at terminal velocity and they're likely to break bones, but what's interesting is that it's not their legs that would break. They're more likely to actually break their jawbone because Ow. their head hits the ground. And that's an interesting fact about cats. So yes, go ahead and throw as many of them as you want off of a 10-story building. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. We have permission from Thomas okay. to throw them off 10-story buildings. I thought what he was saying was ridiculous, so I did a little research. And it turns out that he's right. A cat jumping off of a building has a terminal velocity of 60 miles per hour. And the way they land, they can survive hitting the ground at 60 miles an hour. Wow. Now, sometimes they do need medical assistance, but this comes from the <laughs> oh Journal of American Veterinary Medical Association. All right. They studied 132 cats calling, falling from an average of 5.5 stories all the way up to as high as 32 stories from an apartment building. Who, how'd they study that? Because these people brought their... They just chucked their cats off buildings? No, they brought their cats into their veterinarian after, oh, who would, after, who would, and they would check them out. Wow. And they found, after, a, after a compiling all the data, there was a survival rate of 90%. Cats falling anywhere between 5.5 stories to as high as 32 stories. And they did the math and they figured out that it is the terminal velocity that they reach a max speed, regardless of the height, of 60 miles an hour. And a, and a cat can withstand that with some damage, <laughs> but nothing terminal, nothing deadly. They're able to survive. That's crazy. So we can do anything we want to them. We can and we much should. what we're saying. We can and we should. So there you go. We've solved that problem. Cats. Chuck them. Do whatever you want. Throw them. Kill them. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured on this segment, but you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, it's time now to take a look in the rearview mirror. What happened on December 11th, this day in history? Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like it's today the day some dude invented Listerine. Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen. Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. On this day, December 11th in 1620, 
The leader of the Plymouth Colony, Miles Standish, and a group of 18 settlers were attacked by 30 Native Americans, which became known as the First Encounter. That happened... In 1620. Okay. Miles Standish, one of the pilgrims. Right, so that happened after Thanksgiving? I guess it did. So they, they, they heel-turned on him after Thanksgiving? I'm guessing that the meal was really bad. <laughs> That's what I, only, I can only imagine. It's like two weeks later, they, they, they attack them. Yeah, I'm, from what I understand, as I do a little deep, deep, divi, deep, deep digging into the holiday, uh, Thanksgiving wasn't... Oh, it was an awful thing. It wasn't, wasn't what we, no. uh, we've been told it was in terrible. school at all. It was a terrible, terrible There's event. a lot of bad blood between yeah. those two groups. I bet they wish they had finished them off, the Native <laughs> Americans, quite frankly. I, wish they'd, I bet they wish they'd just wiped the settlers yeah. down been so much better off. In 1719, the first recorded display of Aurora Borealis in the North American colonies was written. Uh, it happened in New England. Hmm. So Aurora Borealis. Wonder, wonder what they thought in 1719. That had to freak them when out. When they saw blue-green sky f- glowing in the middle of the night. It had to attribute it to some sort of religious event, I'm God, sure. Right? 1844, on this day, nitrous oxide was first used successfully in a surgical operation as an anesthetic. It was in Hartford, Connecticut, when Dr. John M. Riggs extracted a tooth from another, another dentist named Dr. Horace Wells and used nitrous oxide as a uh, anesthetic. Were they just experimenting and removing I, teeth? I think they were huffing it beforehand. So you know what this would be good for? <laughs> This makes me not care if all my teeth get pulled out. So let's see if it's actually true, and it, and it turned out to be true. Oh, you're going to like this one, Eddie Pence. Mm-hmm. You're the only guy I know who willingly goes to this place regularly. Where? In 1889, Walter Knott was born, and he was the co-founder, of course, along with his wife, Cordelia, of Knott's Berry Farm Yay. in California. Their farm evolved from growing and selling berries from a roadside stand. <laughs> Literally, that's what it used to be. It was a berry farm, and they would just sell them. You'd pull over and buy berries from their stand. They invented the boysenberry, I believe. <sighs> really? Yeah, they hybrid uh, a... A boysen? No. A berry? <laughs> and made boysenberries? Yes. No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hybrid between a raspberry and something else, or a blackberry and something else. Boysenberry? <sighs> Now you know I got. I, I'm, but I'm, here, right? I really am pretty confident. Sure, you're sure they on this. created the boys. So I don't Barry. need. I don't need to stop the show. I don't think I don't you need do. to put the show on. Hold. I, I'm. I, I, You've been there more than any other human being I know. So I. I'm inclined to believe you because <laughs> you probably cre- read this on the wall. They somewhere. created the boys That's where the boys came from. All right, fair enough. From Knott's Berry Farm. But it is now one of the oldest and one of the largest theme amusement parks in the United States. Yes. So it started from a little roadside stand to yeah. that, and Eddie goes. I think. <laughs> Every two, three weeks, he Something shows like up that. there again. We, got the, we have the season Every time pass. I talk to him, I say, well, so what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're going back to Knott's Berry uh, Farms. The, and I, how much jam can you eat? I don't like the jam. What's the, the point? The kid likes it, and it's the cheapest season pass I can get at an amusement park. I can't afford Disney. Uh, and it's got all those Peanuts characters Oh, it does have around. Peanuts. You would love it. Oh. They have a whole, like, Camp Snoopy. How high can you throw Snoopy <laughs> off a building and have him still survive? Let's find out. <laughs> On this day, 1909... They demonstrated color moving pictures for the first time ever at Madison Square Garden in New York City. People were amazed. Moving pictures in color. Wow. Yeah. In 1913, here's another million dollar movie idea. Mm -hmm. 1913, the Mona Lisa was recovered two years after it was stolen from the Louvre Museum in Paris. Was it a known thing it was gone, or did they put like a replica No, they up? knew it was gone, yeah. And no, were, I mean, like, did they announce oh, it to everybody? I don't know whether they faked people out or not. That's a good question. Because that would have hurt business for a couple of years, I would imagine. Most people go there to see that, right? right? Just to watch this space, or just to be... <laughs> this is where it used to hang. Come back soon. <laughs> Closed for renovations. 1916, in Canada, Saskatchewan to be exact, they voted to abolish liquor stores. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> can imagine of all places in Canada, Saskatchewan's the one place you want to be able to get loaded. Yeah, I'm not a drinker, and I can't imagine what else you would do up there other than drink. You got to. On this day in 1932, San Francisco had its coldest day on record, 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Damn. And it snowed. Wow. Just goes to show you, there were climate anomalies even way back then in 1932. In 1936, we covered this yesterday, uh, Edward VIII, King Edward VIII of England, announced officially to the citizens of England that he was abdicating the British throne to marry American 
Wallace Simpson. One of the great love stories of our time. The man gave up the throne to the, the being the king of England so that he could marry the woman of his dreams. Uh, has that been made into a movie? Uh, I think it's been made into several movies. Oh, has it? Yeah. I don't know. So uh, he signed all the paperwork yesterday on this day in history. Today, he announced it in a radio broadcast, broke the news to the citizens of, uh, of, the, of Great Britain. Here's a little piece of that audio. I like women with huge boobs. Wow. I, I'm shocked <laughs> that he would make that he, announcement to he, people. He couldn't have found an English woman with huge boobs? I suppose, maybe. Well, why just... give up the crown for American huge well, boobs? Well, I think you, you, the heart wants what it wants, I guess Eddie. it's true. On this day in 1941, Germany and Italy declared war on the United States of America. Well, screw you guys. Uh, we're pals now, though, with them, right? Well, we used Are to we? be. I yeah, I guess. I don't know. Germany, as a woman, as a leader, I don't like that. I don't like strong women. <laughs> 1946, the UN Children's Fund was created. <laughs> Sounds like George Costanza created it. Why? Because he made made the human fund on Seinfeld. Oh, yes, yeah. Children's fund. But the UN Children's Fund is a thing. Sounds generic. It's UNICEF. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's UNICEF. Okay, United Nations Children's Fund. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Established on this day in 1946. Did you ever go trick-or-treating for UNICEF? No. You don't know what that is? I've heard of UNICEF. They give you a little box. They give you a little box. And when I was a kid, you'd go trick-or-treating for UNICEF. You'd get your candy. And then you'd also ask the people there to make a little donation to the children's fund. And they put a couple coins in your little box. And then you take it to school the next day and turn it on. I never had that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. No, we didn't didn't care down there in Virginia. Obviously. In 1953, KTVA television hit the airways for the first time. It was Alaska's first television station. How about that? 1961. One of the biggest girl group hits of all time was released on this day. The girls were known as the Marvelettes, and the song was this one. Speaking of music, on this day, also in 1961, Elvis's Latest album hit number one on this day and stayed number one for 20 weeks in a row. Damn. It's unbelievable the success this guy had. That album was a soundtrack from his latest movie. Night and you and blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Not a good movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. Angela Lansbury plays his mother in it. How old is Angela Lansbury? Um, I think she was about the same age as Elvis, but she oh, always really? looked she always looked older. She <laughs> oh played. Uh, She's she always played, been an old woman. She played uh, Lawrence Harvey's mother in uh, Manchurian Candidate, and I think she was only like two years older <laughs> than him. So literally, it's crazy. Um, boy, they just took Elvis's balls with those movies and everything. He used to be like the king of rock and roll. And yeah. yeah, he's sitting in a flowered shirt with a lay on playing the ukulele. It's so hard to watch. <laughs> In 1967, in music news, the Beatles had started their own music label, Apple Music. They signed their first group, a band called Grapefruit. And as you, <laughs> as you can tell by the lack of recognition from that band name, those guys were good at making music, bad at signing other bands. Grapefruit under the record label Apple? Yeah, a lot of fruit going on there. In 1969, Sergei Mikhailov, the secretary of Moscow, said that... The nudity in the popular play O Calcutta on Broadway was a sign of decadence in the Western culture. There was a, there's a lot of decadence in the Western culture, but being naked on stage is... Why do people hate nakedness? Isn't it crazy? It's How, insane. Just, they lose their minds. Because you're not wearing clothes? Oh, can you imagine the outrage? In 1980, on this day, on CBS, a little television series starring an unknown actor named Tom Selleck premiered. That show was Magnum P.I. <laughs> Tune right good, there. Good, good TV tune. In 2008, Bernie Madoff was arrested and charged with securities fraud for his $50 billion Ponzi scheme, and he's still in jail to this day. Good. No time for that. Couldn't make me happier. In 19, excuse me, in 2012, British physicist Stephen Hawking 
won the most lucrative academic prize in the world. Usually they don't give away a lot of money when you achieve something in academics. Yeah. They save that for sports and stuff like that. But he won the Fundamental Physics Prize. Again, it sounds like something George Costanza made up. <laughs> the Fundamental <laughs> Physics Prize. What do you think it was worth? This one prize he was awarded for being, well, pretty much the best physicist oh, ever. I can't, a million bucks? Three million dollars. Okay. That's pretty good. Right. But when, like, you know. What's he going to do with it? I don't know. But a baseball pitcher just signed a $245 million contract. I know. Isn't it funny how we, so, we, we reward people who can throw things hard, yeah. but not the people who are solving the mysteries <laughs> of the world? Who literally change things f forever. Yeah. And this guy can throw hard for four years, and he gets a quarter billion dollars. Stephen Hawking, $3 million richer on this day in 2012. Here's a little bit of his acceptance speech. I like women with huge boobs. Even even wow. Stephen Hawking. It's a common thread. There is a you constant know. in the universe that Stephen Hawking has discovered. <laughs> On this day in 2014, the world's first penis transplant procedure what? was Say achieved. What? You heard did me. Did it work? It did. By the Stellenbosch University and the Tigerberg Hospital in Cape Town, South Africa. They were able to transplant uh, a, a donor penis. Who donated the penis? <laughs> Why I believe you... he was no longer oh, using Oh, okay. It. it was a cadaver penis. I believe it was. Dead yes. penis. No one just voluntarily <laughs> gave it up. No. I'll donate you my penis. In 2015, <laughs> Playboy magazine on this day published their last issue featuring nude models inside. Pamela Anderson was on the cover. And there was a time after this issue that they debated changing the name of the magazine to What the Hell's the Point Now? <laughs> Monthly. But they kept it with Playboy. In 2017, on this day, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia announced an end to its 35-year ban on cinemas. You could go to the movies again in Saudi Arabia after 35 years of being banned That country there. sucks. Why do we keep dealing with that country? Well, That's the worst. they have a lot of oil, oh. and they have a lot of money, <laughs> and I'm going to build Trump Tower there. God. Um, awful country. The same day they announced their end to their 35-year ban on cinemas, they've announced they were not going to ban murdering journalists. Right. They're going to keep doing it. Because they're that. a good country that we should keep dealing with. In 2018, a spill from a chocolate storage tank at the Dreimeister Chocolate Factory in Weston in Germany closed a local street because chocolate flooded out through the doors into the neighborhood. <laughs> Firefighters had to use shovels hot water and blow torches to clear the chocolate blow torches off the street yeah you i guess to melt, melt it you had to it... melt the chocolate in order to get it off the streets man an estimated one ton of chocolate burst through the tank that's a shitload of chocolate onto the streets they should have called you for breakfast oh yeah you give me a spoon and some milk could have mm. eaten your way out of it and speaking of food, you know I saved the food-related days in history for the end. Street chocolate doesn't count. Street chocolate. <laughs> I'll Sounds eat street like the worst snack in Tijuana. Want some street chocolate? <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, we talk about a food, then we find out whether Eddie Pence will eat it or not by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. You know how it works. If three of the items come up on the reels, then it means he will eat it. If they're mismatched, then just... Much disappointment. Today's food in question comes to us because on this day in 1874, a gentleman named James Lewis Kraft was born. He went on to become the founder of Kraft Co., a wholesale cheese distributor and producer. In 1916, he patented a pasteurizing process that would keep cheese low cost and it would not spoil so it could travel around the world. Now, America didn't think much of this cheese. They didn't think it tasted very good. But the U.S. Army purchased it in over 6 million tins to give its soldiers during World War I. That's so nice of them. Also, during the Depression, it became very popular because it was cheap. And, of course, Kraft later went on to create one of the most popular cheese products in the world, the Kraft Single. These are individually wrapped, not really slices of cheese, because the FDA has announced that they're not allowed to call themselves cheese. <laughs> so for a while, they called themselves pasteurized prepared cheese food. <laughs> and then the FDA came along in 2002 and said, you can't really call yourselves food either. <laughs> so now every package of Kraft Singles lists the contents as pasteurized prepared cheese product. Wow. That's what 
Kraft singles are. Was now, it the original government cheese? I guess it was. They were handing it out to soldiers. I mean, that's it, the original government. Yeah, they put it in little tins and they put it in the packs for the World War One soldiers. And when they came home, they said, "Well, I, I liked that Kraft cheese. Let's get some <laughs> I'm more." I'm used of that. to it because it's all I had to eat. That's right. So uh, Kraft singles still available to this day. Still not food. You know, I, I did a little research on how they make those individually wrapped with the cellophane. Yeah, they uh, they 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 squeeze it out of a tube mm-hmm. onto a ice cold steel table and then they roll it with a ice cold rolling pin until it becomes really thin and then they have slicers to cut it up into slice size pieces and then it's individually wrapped by a machine into cellophane so it doesn't resemble cheese in any (laughs) any way is there any sort of cheese product in it they had the same some of the same milk some of the same contents in cheese are also in this (laughs) so there's some similarities there are some similarities if you look at the ingredients um let's see uh um milk cheese culture that's about it everything else is um it's got phosphate whey protein concentrate Mm. lactic acid sorbic acid all good for you uh, the color, the cheese color they get by adding paprika extract. Paprika. That's where you get that yellow, that lovely oh. yellow color, yellow-orange okay, color pretty. of the singles. They put enzymes in it, little uh, vitamin D3. Ah, see? So. You don't have to go out in the sun now. Nothing but good good stuff in the Kraft single. Does Eddie Pence eat Kraft singles or not? Only one way to find out. Here we go. One Kraft single, two Kraft, three Kraft singles. Unbelievable. <laughs> Usually I'm overjoyed when Eddie Pence announces he will eat something. Look, I only eat them on a grilled cheese sandwich. You know there's other cheese, right? No other cheese exists. But that one you just buy for the grilled cheese sandwiches. Why don't you put slices of actual cheese on a grilled cheese sandwich? This is expensive to buy real cheese. Kraft is so much cheaper. And I I don't like just get a slice of that and just eat it because that's kind of gross. But I'm putting I'll make... it between two slices of bread and heating it up and <laughs> but eating it. Then it's it. nice and gooey and it goes back to its natural you know, state. All cheese, if you melt it, gets gooey, Eddie. I'm just You're saying making it's, no defense it's for this. Good, at all. It's good in a grilled cheese sandwich. It's not. It's not good it in anything. It's ever. good in a grilled cheese sandwich. It's an, it's an insult to cheese. <laughs> well, I, I don't. It's a crime res- against dairy food. I don't really respect cheese anyway, so I, I don't do. care about insulting it. Cheese is God. I'm... Cheese and bacon are the king and queen of foods. <laughs> Put some bacon in a Kraft cheese grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not putting is really my good. bacon anywhere near your Kraft cheese singles processed <laughs> food product. I don't just eat tons of Kraft singles. I just you only eat any the, if you eat any of them. I just eat them in a grilled cheese oh, sandwich. Okay, you're you're the war criminals that only killed a couple prisoners. <laughs> I could have killed a lot more, but I chose Still not to. Still a crime. Still a crime. It's all relative. The worst. And that's this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history Alrighty, now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat Well, beam me out of this marriage, Scotty William Shatner has announced he is filing for divorce from his fourth wife. Oh my God. I got this theory. And again, you know, the, the one, one of the real downsides of getting divorced is I can't really make fun of other people's divorces anymore. <laughs> right. But I do believe there should be a three strikes and you're out limit to marriage. Yeah, I would agree with that. If you go through it three times on your third divorce, they say, all right, you gave it a shot, but you're no longer eligible to marry because you're obviously not good at it. Right. Either you're not good at picking a spouse or you yourself are the problem. Yes. And no matter who we team you up with, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. You're incompatible so with everyone. you've got to just say no to marriage. I agree with that. That's sound logic. Uh, this is his fourth wife, as I mentioned. He is 88 years old. She is 61 years old. Spring chicken. Yeah. Cradle robber. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to be very difficult. Apparently, they're going to uh, split things up pretty easily because there was a prenup in place. And this is the punchline to the story. How much do you think William Shatner is worth? His estimated value. Oh, man. Financially. I don't mean personally. Obviously, he's a goddamn national treasure. Yes. But in terms of finances, his estimated worth, what do you think? I don't know. 
10 million dollars how about a hundred million he is worth a hundred million dollars that's what i said yes Holy when i read crap. that number i was like that is surprising to me yeah hundred million dollars i mean i didn't think he was hurting but i didn't think he had that kind of money. i can only assume he got points in the later star trek Must movies have. well he directed a couple or one of them yeah but, you know, you don't always necessarily get participation right. in the profits of those things. But he must have negotiated a pretty sweet deal that keeps him keeps paying him in perpetuity. It's got, the only way you can accrue that kind of wealth. He's not making it signing pictures at no, the Comic-Cons. No. And he's had a couple of sitcom things and stuff like that. But, Jesus. Spectacular. Here's some good news. Bill Cosby lost his appeal. His lawyers went into court trying to overturn his uh, conviction on sexual assault because they said that some of the testimony from witnesses that were not Andrea Castand, who was the uh, the woman who was actually charging him. Yeah. They were uh, inappropriate, was the testimony. And the judge who was looking at the appeal said, well, that's not the case because we were able to establish what the judge called your unique sexual assault playbook, Oof. which was basically get the confidence of young actresses who wanted to be in the business, get, gain their trust, then dose them with something. And while they were semi-conscious, that's when the assault would take place. Scumbag. What a... What a great guy he Scumbag. is. He too is still in jail. Yeah. That's good news. More men behaving badly. Cuba Gooding Jr., more sexual misconduct claims are piling up against him. Mm. Seven more women have come forward. Really? Yes. Um, several accounts of him uh, kissing without consent, groping, pushing, tearing of clothes. I mean, if you look at this list of oh. uh, allegations, it's really troubling. And I got to think more and more. And we've talked about this before. Sometimes you just get a sense that something's up. Yeah. Now, in the face of this overwhelming evidence, I mean, it really yeah. seems like he gets loaded yep. and then just acts inappropriately. Yeah. And, like a real bad drinker. Yes. And... Uh, you know, that comes from someplace, too, though. That doesn't just happen. No, it's not, it's not an excuse. The booze sometimes his, opens yes. the door. It's not an excuse at all. But, it, but things are lurking inside that yeah. closet well before it gets unlocked. Some sad news. We've got people passing away in show business yesterday. Uh, Philip McKeon, who was the young son of Alice on the sitcom Alice. He yeah. died at 55 yesterday. Oh, that's young. He was in radio for many years after he got out of acting. He used to work at KFWB. Oh, he did? Yeah, he worked in the news department there for years. I don't know. And uh, passed away at 55. And then uh, Marie Fredrickson, lead singer for Roxette, passed away at the age of 61 yesterday. As you know from listening to the show, Roxette is the second most successful Swedish pop group in the world. <laughs> is it? They are, yes. More than uh, Scorpions? Wait, no, this is, who's the other one? Ace of Base? Ace of Base. They're third. That's third. Ace of Base is third. And Abba's Roxette first. Roxette is two. And Abba is Abba's first. number Abba, one. Abba, Abba. Abba, Abba. Potato, potato. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, yeah, sad news. I was a big fan of Marie Fredrickson. Here's a little bit of their biggest first hit back in 1989. The Look. Now let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on December 11th. Singer Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine, of course, of the Jackson 5, and then the Jacksons had a bit of a solo career as well. He is 65 years old today. You know, uh, Jermaine named one of his boys, one of his sons, Jer Majesty? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. That's a thing? That's a true fact. Oh, my God. He named his son Jer Majesty. Jer Majesty. How do you get mad at your kid when you call <laughs> Jermaine and Your Majesty. Your Majesty, get over here. 65 years old. Here's a little bit of his old band, the Jackson 5. Actress, singer, dancer Rita Moreno is 88 years old today. Of course, probably most successful in uh, West Side Story. She played the original Anita. In the film version of that, she's going to be in the new version that Spielberg is directing. Oh, really? Yeah, she's got a role in that as well. She's one of the original EGOTs, too. Oh, that's right. Emmy. Grammy. Grammy Oscar, Oscar Tony. Tony. Yeah. She's 88 years old. Singer David Gates, the lead singer of a band called Bread, is 79. Baby, I'm going to want you. Baby, I'm going to need you. You're the only one I care enough. 
enough to hurt about Maybe I'm a crazy But I just can't live without Your love and affection Giving me direction Bread is classified as soft rock. Yeah? That seems like too hard a term for bread, really. Is What's softer than soft? Soft rock? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's not even smooth. quite soft rock. Smooth? I don't know if it's smooth. smooth. Not, I guess you can't use rock at all. If, no, or no. soft. It has to be like uh, fluffy clouds. American cheese product? That's what it should be. They are the, they are the craft <laughs> singles of rock music is what bread is. <laughs> Uh, actress Donna Mills from Knott's Landing is 79 years old today. Actress Terry Garr, one of my favorites. Such a talented lady. On She's so good in Young Frankenstein. So good in Tootsie. Tootsie. So, so good Mr. in Mr. Mom. Mom. Mr. Mom. Just what a body of work. She is 72 years old today. You're right. If you've never seen Young Frankenstein, you owe it to yourself to stop what you're doing. Well, don't stop what you're doing. Finish listening to this and then go find Young yeah. Frankenstein. So good. And hunt her down. She's a, she has film. MS too. I know, yeah. yeah. She's, been, uh, she's been battling it for some yeah. time now. Tragic. And um, uh, Terry Garr got her career start in an episode of Batman. It all goes back to Batman. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was in the uh, Mr. Freeze episode. Oh, okay. And Terry Garr, speaking of Young Frankenstein, is a participant in the greatest boob joke ever in history. When Gene Wilder is trying to uh, lift her out of the wagon when they arrive to Frankenstein Castle, <laughs> yes. and Igor, Igor, is is knocking on the door with the giant wrought iron knockers on that door. Uh. Uh. What knockers? Oh. Thank you, Doctor. It's one of the great boob jokes in oh, cinema it's such a, That's my favorite Gene Wilder performance of any of his. And he's, 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 he's a, great in everything. He's a masterful comedian, but that's my favorite Gene Wilder performance. But put the candle back sequence. Oh, my God. Just so good. All right. Actor Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World is 40 years old today. Bassist Mike Mazarios from the Smithereens is 62. Smithereens, my second favorite band to ever come out of New Jersey. I'll say anything you want to hear. I'll see Actress, comedian, Monique is 52 <laughs> years old today. I wonder if she's still suing uh, Netflix uh, for not getting discrimination. A trillion dollars for a Netflix special. Yeah. Uh, bassist Nikki Six of Motley Crue is 61. Rapper, actor, most deaf, who now goes by the Muslim name Yazin Bey. He is 46 years old today. Singer, bassist, Justin Curry of the band Delamitri out of Scotland, 55 years old today. I love this band. I don't know why they didn't do better here in the States. Look around your world, pretty baby. Is it everything you hoped it'd be? The wrong guy, the wrong situation. The right time, the road. Actress and singer Haley Steinfeld, who got her big break starring opposite Jeff Bridges in the uh, Coen Brothers remake of True Grit. Oh, True Grit, yeah. She played the little girl in that. And uh, that's when uh, Jeff Bridges started using that voice that now he uses in pretty much everything for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why you say I do that, but I, I like doing this voice in everything I do. It's very Sling Blade-like. It is very, very much so. And lastly, singer Brenda Lee is 75 years old today. And believe it or not, Brenda Lee is not today's one-hit wonder with her Christmas tune, mm. but you sure do hear it a lot. Yeah. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit break. And Brenda Lee's not today's one-hit wonder is because in the 60s, at the height of her career, she had 47 
U.S. charting hits Jeez, in the 60s. Man. Damn. She is fourth behind only Elvis Presley, The Beatles, and Ray Charles. Wow, what a group. And she's fourth. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah, she is a much more successful performer than just that song, but especially around this time That's of year. That's one of the all-time great Christmas songs. It too. really is. And Ingrid Michaelson has a great rendition of that song. Ingrid Michaelson. Ingrid Michaelson. Is she, that someone I should know? I don't know. She's a great singer. She has a, she had a Christmas album out last year, and she covers that song, and it's wonderful. I will make it's a, a point wonderful of hunting rendition that of that song. Thanks for the, uh, yeah. the tip. Uh, <laughs> what is today's one-hit wonder Christmas song? We're going to find out in just a minute, but... That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. Before today's one-hit wonder, we still have to hear from our pal Steve Ashton from the UK. Hey, hi, Steve. It's time for the UK update. Oh, Steve. Oh, Mr. Ralph, you're the man who makes Niall Rogers look like Fred Rogers. <laughs> Who's Niall Rogers? Niall Rogers from Chic. Oh, okay. Yes, sure. I bet course. he's had some wild times, hasn't he? You yes. imagine that. It's like... Oh, imagine, imagine the, the pussy he must have had. No, old Nell Rogers. Anyway, look, Sir Elton's in the news. Yes, what's up with Reggie? Sir Elton John has taken extreme measures to hide his diva antics from the paparazzi. Now, uh, last Saturday, apparently, he boarded a private jet at Sydney Airport under the cover of a large black tent, which was just days after he was pictured hurling a Gucci handbag out of the aircraft door. We, we talked about that last week. <laughs> yes, we did. So apparently he arrived at the tent in a chauffeur-driven Porsche SUV with tinted windows. For a fleeting moment, onlookers, and by onlookers I mean opportunistic asshole scumbag photographers, <laughs> caught a glimpse <laughs> caught a glimpse of Elton as he darted from the vehicle into the tent. Now, of course, Elton is famous and we love him for using foul language both on and off the stage. Uh, we documented on the show very regularly and he's often been involved in spats with other stars, security and even fans during his storied career. Now, apparently in 2015, uh, he unleashed on a group of security guards in the UK who were warning audience members not to put their hands up in the air during his gig. How fucking terrible is that? Apparently, he said, these people have come to hear music, and if they want to put their hands in the air, you fucking let them, he said, apparently. Uh, this is not fucking China, so piss off. <laughs> you. <laughs> this is what he said. You've got a fucking uniform on and you think you're Hitler, but you're not. You can just piss off, apparently. I wish I'd had coverage of that. I wish I'd have had uh, uh, some uh, audio of that. But anyway, that's why we love Sir Elton, because he does whatever the fuck he wants. Hey, Ralph, Spice Girls are in the news. Yes. So Mel B has admitted she takes no chances when it comes to STIs as she marches prospective lovers to the clinic before climbing into bed with them. Oh, that seems inconvenient. How fucking romantic is that? Apparently, she's speaking on a podcast last week, and she explained that uh, she thinks it's important to have a conversation about STIs with a partner as soon as possible. What a fucking turnoff. She said, I do think it's important to have a conversation before you have sex with them. I mean, I've done it. Apparently, she makes the guys get tested before they throw one up her. Well, look, it's not the worst idea in the world. Well, no, but apparently the mum of three explained that she gets worried also that schools in America don't adequately cover sexual health. So she's took, taken things into her own hands. <laughs> okay, so she immediately apparently took the chance to discuss the subject with her daughters when her eldest turned 13. She said, in the beginning, it was really awkward. But I just thought there's no better way to do it than for it to come from me. Can you imagine having sex lessons from fucking Mel B? Actually, oh I God. can, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it'd be like, all right, so when you're being spit-roasted by an entire boy band, make sure you clean your clunge with bleach and never, ever swallow. Anyway, I'm going to go now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got to go now, Ralph. I'm getting ready for Christmas. I'm trimming the tree. I'm getting some Christmas shopping done. I'm mainly crying because, of course, I'm alone and unworthy of love. Oh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Ta-ta. And because it's Wednesday, that means we've got to take a look at a one-hit wonder, and it's Christmas time. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. I fear because last week we did All I Want for Christmas is my two front teeth, mm -hmm. that we are uh, leading people to go in the direction 
of truly awful Christmas right. songs. That's not the intent, right? It's not really the intent, but when you think of it, if someone only has one hit and it's a Christmas song, there's probably a reason why they didn't have other hits, <laughs> largely because maybe they're not that talented. That's true. Uh, this guy, though, was very talented. He started off his career as a young kid. He was a child star locally here in Los Angeles. His family came to Los Angeles for his father's cataract surgery. And while they were here, they found out about auditions that were happening for a local talent show on KLAC-TV here in Los Angeles. Uh, the kid auditioned, went on the show the same night, won the contest, and started his career in show business in the early 1950s in Los Angeles. Hmm. He ended up co-hosting a show with a, a young woman named Betty White. And they were the host of a show called Hollywood on Television on KLAC. He uh, guested on the Frank Sinatra show. He was known as a uh, talented singing little kid. And he was known locally. He was very successful, but became an international sensation when his managers came across a song by a British songwriter named Tommy Connor. He had written the music and lyrics to a Christmas song, and they pitched it to this young man to sing, and he did, and the rest is history. He recorded this song on July 15th, 1952. By the time it was released at Christmas time, it went to number one on the Billboard pop charts. The following year in 1952, it also became number one again this same time of year. He was just 13 years old. His name was Jimmy Boyd. The song was about a young man who sneaks downstairs just to catch his mom making out with the guy who provides Christmas for all of us. Yes, Bonnie called in and she wanted to hear the story behind I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Creepy song. How creepy is that? There's no good way out of that. There's song. no good way to spin it. No, you're either catching mommy cheating on daddy, right? Or they got some weird sex game going on that you've walked into, right? Either way, your your family loses. Your childhood is fucked. It's a sad, sad Christmas. <laughs> no way out of for that everyone song. there in the Boyd household. How <laughs> did this ever become a thing? It's disturbing. It's very. It's disturbing. always disturbed me. And let me tell you something. You're not the only one. Because this song happens to be the only Christmas record ever to be banned by the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> really? Yes. It was banned in Boston <laughs> by the Roman Catholic Church on the grounds that it mixed sex with Christmas, and they found that wildly inappropriate. So little Jimmy Boyd had to get on a plane and travel to Boston to meet with the leaders of the church there to charm them and explain what the song was about. And the following Christmas... The uh, Roman Catholic Church there in Boston lifted the ban and allowed its parishioners to listen to that wow. very, very creepy song. It is the only Christmas song that I know of that was banned by the church. Well, because there is no sex in Christmas. No, no. I mean, I have a philosophy that everything around us is created by sex. I know, but not, but not Christmas. Jesus. Because that was immaculate. Exactly. So, so let's keep those things <laughs> That one, there's separate, no sex in Christmas, we? guys. In its first week of release, by the way, it sold two and a half million copies first week wow. it was released. And of course, it's been covered endlessly by bands like the Ronettes and the Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Andy Williams has a version. Reba McIntyre, Amy Winehouse did it. 
John Mellencamp, Tiny Tim, The Cheetah Girls, Ray Stevens, Jessica Simpson, RuPaul has a version. <laughs> but probably the most famous cover of that song is by the Jackson 5, a band we were talking about earlier today. Super annoying, especially <laughs> when Michael starts talking during it. I always hated this part of the song. Santa Claus. I did. I really did see Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Shut up. And I'm gonna tell my dad. Your daddy's gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's what daddy's gonna don't, do. Don't make Joe Jackson upset. Don't. If we know anything about the patriarch of the Jackson family, he's gonna beat you with yeah. a belt because you told him yeah. about Catherine and Santa Claus. Especially you wake him up and oh, he's sleeping. You don't don't want to mess with Joe. <laughs> that is bad news. Bad idea, Michael. <laughs> I think that's when things went south for Michael Jackson. Is when he told his dad about his mom, Catherine, and Santa. Bad idea. That was today's Christmas time one hit wonder. It's the one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. To think how many more uh, Wednesdays do we have left? Uh, it's two weeks from la- two weeks from today's Christmas have, Day. So we only have one more. One more. Yeah. So one more. if you've got an idea for a Christmas time one hit wonder you'd like to hear, feel free to email me or uh, leave a message on the Ralph Report hotline. All right, that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow. It's Thursday. That means Sex University. More entertainment news. I think we might squeeze in and ask a Brit with Mr. Steve oh, Ashton. Nice. He has a little uh, holiday se- holiday themed ask a Brit that we should probably get around to. Uh, what else we got going on tomorrow? Well, just more of the usual nonsense. And as a little bonus, we won't be eating cereal live oh, on the show. Thank God, I'm so, still tasting checks. I, I got it in, stuck in my teeth. Mm. Yeah, come on back tomorrow. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>